We're three caballeros, three brave caballeros. They say we are birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. And today, we are doing a season one review for Disney's Legend of the Three Caballeros. Oh, oh and I am joined here via satellite radio. It's Mark. How you doing out there, Mark? Hola, Matt, old buddy, old pal. Enjoying yourself in this fine 2020? Yep, I'm still not blown to bits yet, so we're good. Lucky you, lucky you. Now, before we begin, uh, I will assure some of you, I know there's been kind of a dry period, especially the first week of January. Uh, I do have a couple things planned that I'm going to start talking about, reviewing and all that stuff. Uh, One announcement I will say here is that uh, reflecting upon a year of doing this podcast channel, I think moving forward, I'm going to try to focus more on talking about animation content when it comes to like TV shows, movies, that sort of things. I do want to talk a little bit more about video games as well. I got a couple things in the works. I'm not going to say exactly what, but uh, I do have a video capture for gaming that I want to try to exercise more and we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know if I'll have more podcasts coming or not, but keep your eyes to the ground or ears to the sky. I don't know how the phrases work anymore, Mark, but pretty much, yeah, just look out for that kind of stuff, you know? It's 2020, be on the lookout. I mean, that's just going to be, I think, a good life advice in general. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, without further ado, let us begin our uh, review for The Legends of the Three Caballeros. So this show was brought to my attention by Mark, and it originally premiered in Latin America first. Is that correct, Mark? Uh, Technically, the Philippines on the Disney Life app or network, which like you could consider like a, I believe it's like a, it was at least a beta or like an idea of Disney Plus currently, but it's being billed for the US as a Disney Plus original because that's where it's going to be be premiering for, I think, most of our audience. Okay. And so, because I know the show's been out for a little bit now, because I remember on YouTube when we were doing kind of like research or checking out like clips for like DuckTales, uh, Scrooge McDuck, semi-spoilers, does make a cameo in the show, but it's not either of the voice actors the general audience may be familiar with. It was just more of a throwaway gag, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's in his, uh, shall we say, his more uh, classic DuckTales outfit, and he's not voiced by David Tennant or Alad Young. It's really just a fun cameo, like, so you're not missing anything. And also this, like, and I think we can, we'll get to us later, but this feels like this was a really small sort of side project that kind of happened. Yeah, it really felt like a thing to test the boys, but exactly what are we talking about here? Well, The Legend of the Three Caballeros tells the story about how Donald gets wind of an inheritance that he got from one of his great-great-grandfathers. And so when he arrives in, what was the name of the town? Uh, New Quackmore. Quackmore Institute. And he finds himself that he inherited a tiny little shed full of all kinds of weird things. At the same time, though, the inheritance also goes towards his past buddies, I think, Jose and Panchinto. But in this one, I feel like this is implying this is how they met. I don't know. Like it, it, it has its own continuity in a weird way. Like I think, yeah, it's, is, yeah, it's very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try and make a connection to this in the movie from the forties. And I think I'll address the summary in that manner then. So after discovering a whole bunch of cool artifacts, they also discover a book at which. Their strange neighbor, Sheldon Goose, or Baron Von Sheldgoose, wants to buy the entire lot for a million dollars, discovers a book that, when opened, 
unleashes the goddess of adventure, Xandra, and so learns about the legends of the Three Caballeros and what they must do to have adventures and fight the evil return of Lord Feldrake. Or something like that. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. So Mark, I'm going to hand the floor to you a bit. Uh, What were some of your general thoughts regarding the season one or the whole 13 chapters of this Legend of the Three Caballeros? Pretty fun. Like, um, for some of you who listen to the show, I am a bit of a voice acting, uh, uh, I don't want to say a fist Leonardo, but uh, I more accurately will say a snob, a voice acting snob, if you will. Enthusiast. Enthusiast, yes. And um, weirdly enough, like Jose and Panchito seem to just be having voice actors tossed around willy nilly in a lot of their current appearances, despite having current consistent voice actors. And that's really out of the norm for Disney. They really like make a point of making sure their characters always sound the same, no matter what year it is. And um yeah, uh, Panchito's current voice actor is uh, Jaime Camille, who also voices uh, Don Carnage in the current incarnation of DuckTales. And as you know, I didn't think too highly of that interpretation, and I kind of feel like it kind of carried over to Panchito here. Eric Bauza, and I apologize if I mispronounced your name, I actually thought you did a very fun Jose Carioca, so good on you there. And, and Donald Duck is voiced by Tony Anselmo, so, you know, Donald Duck is going to Donald Duck. But, um, just in terms of voice actors also, like uh, some real fun ones here, like Wayne Knight as Baron Von Shelgus. I think, Matt, you and I both agree, you know, underrated, but, you know, always a fun presence in shows. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't get to hear his voice much in cartoons that I watch. So hearing him play as the foil villain in this show really, I thought, was quite delightful. Mm-hmm. And like um, we have some like veterans here, too. Uh, uh, D. B- Bradley Baker is uh, Ari, the Ar- Araquan bird, you know, otherwise known as, you know, the uh, janitor of the Cabanana. Cab- Cabana, banana, cabana. There we you go. You might as well go with that. <laughs> yeah, the banana cabana. Uh, wait, maybe we don't say that. Um, and uh, Jim Cummings reprises his role as the Bear Rug, aka a fun cameo by uh, cl- another classic Disney character, Humphrey the Bear. And uh, Trace McNeil, of course, as Daisy Duck. And Trace McNeil is just a voice acting treasure. And we also brought up the attention, and oh, man, I should really looked up his voice, but the guy who voiced Gantu plays the staff, Lord Feldrake, the main villain of this season. Oh, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, I believe is his name. And he's also, you know, like when you hear him, it's just always a great performance, just fun to have. And what's funny too, is like sometimes I didn't recognize that that was him sometimes when he spoke because he had such like a nasally kind of high pitch, like shrill sometimes. Where at parts where I was like, is that Mark Hamill? I can't tell. There, He does go into that sort of area, yeah with this character which is interesting so he's a voice actor legend in my book mm-hmm. he's got amazing range and i believe you just love lilo and stitch also that's true that's true but uh like yeah like uh somewhat episodic despite having an overarching plot of them trying to stop lord feldrake from taking over the world it really has a ducktales sort of globe-trotting adventure quality which then kind of makes you wonder why this show was about the three caballeros and not just you know, DuckTales? Because um, I think, you know, just sort of to get something off our chest, like we both kind of felt it was more the Donald Duck show than like a proper Three Caballeros thing with the way Panchito and Jose were utilized. Yeah. So if I could jump in real quick to kind of echo that. Uh, again, I know, I think you said that the show was fun. For me, there were a lot of technical issues that I was having as well as narrative issues. Yeah. One of the bigger ones for me is that the show is called The Three Caballeros or Legend of, yet it really did focus a lot on Donald, which 
is fine, but I kind of wish we had more personal moments for Jose or Panchito. We had a couple episodes where, yeah, they were kind of like a highlight or like a driver for that particular episode, but we didn't get to see much of their personality, what their life outside of being a Caballeros was like. And actually, we probably didn't really get any for Jose, if, if I think about it. For Panchito, we have one episode where he became kind of like a god or a luchador, but that was really about it. The only other real character past development we got was from Sandra, which by the way, I don't know how I feel about this, considering that we're in the world of Duckburg slash uh, the uh, Quacken whatever. The Mickey Mouse first. Yeah, we're in like the anthro animal world, cartoon world, and yet we have this human who kind of comes out of nowhere and no one really addresses it. And yes, there are other human-esque characters like the Roman gods. I I just found that a little strange. But anyway, to get off of that, we actually do get a bit of her backstory a little bit, as in yeah, obviously she was sealed in a book like hundreds of years ago or something and she knew the roman gods and she idolized them so yeah we get a bit of her backstory as well but when it comes to jose and panchito it's like i still don't really know what their deal is and that's fair and um it is worth noting if we're going to transition into discussion discussing the animation quality um this wasn't done by the traditional uh, disney television team it was actually headed up by a disney digital network which is uh apparently the successor to maker studios so it's a very it's kind of weird where it sits in terms of you know disney animation i agree and i think that was the other big issue i had with the show is i don't feel like that the disney rounded organic style worked in this particular format where as an animator i can clearly tell a lot of this was puppet animation and i've done puppet animation for tv shows and games before and i understand that there are certain limitations and like efficiencies that you got to get content out like this but considering the style of the show it just didn't work for me because there were many points where i could tell there was a walk cycle happening and i could tell the limbs were redrawn for particular poses however like the torso and the head and the shoulders were all just one image being skewed it didn't look organic to me and there was just a lot of that going on and there were also some idle poses like default positions for characters that just didn't look right to me and the fact that the characters kept returning to it just made it look very robotic especially with Xandra like I wasn't entirely fond of how they drew her in her default pose mostly in her eyes but that's a very nitpick technical thing I'm sure but I think ultimately what Disney Digital Entertainment was it? Network. 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 Is I don't think they quite channeled the organic look of the Disney style through Flash very well it looked very cheap not very like lively or engaging Aging in some areas. There were a couple parts that looked good. And I will give them credit for one thing. I actually do think their visual effects animation, like with particles, flames, and lightning, was actually really well done. Mm, I'd like, echo that. Like a lot of that was redrawn animated type thing. And I think they did a good job there. When it comes to like organic, rounded character animation, it was really lacking and it just kind of took the life out of the show for me. Yeah, but like on onto some positives, at least for me, I kind of liked the re- turn to just it not i don't think it took itself too seriously which kind of made it at least somewhat of an easy viewing for me i do think it has the distinct uh, disservice to itself as coming up after ducktales the reboot like because it the, the ducktales reboot just outshines it in a lot of ways for me but i don't know i 
like this felt like something I would have watched as a kid. Like, does that make sense? It feels almost like a bit of a throwback, although maybe for younger audiences than even the current DuckTales reboot. Yeah, what I think is interesting about the show is the issue that I think I had with the show is that it was about Donald and his friends going on mythical adventures to find like artifacts or meet monsters or whatever. And I thought to myself, how is this any different from DuckTales and what Scrooge goes on? Like there wasn't really that level of distinction I saw that really warranted the existence of the show in comparison to DuckTales. However, I mentioned you before, there were a couple of times where there were breakout in song over kind of kindergarten level type things where I was like, I guess the show is just more of a for a younger audience. But what I found strange about that is that some of the context of the monsters and the legends that the three caballeros go on is a bit dark for kids. So I don't know. I think that's like the overall issue I had is that it was just, it, it didn't feel quite focused on who exactly they were targeting per se in terms of the age range. So I definitely think that this show, which again, you said it was originally tested in the Philippines and I suppose it could be a Disney Plus exclusive. That logo didn't really come up when each episode started. But yeah, I definitely feel like DuckTales blows the show out of the water completely in terms of quality, in terms of narrative. I mean, yes, it is an episodic show, but there is an overall thing where the three caballeros are trying to stop Lord Feldrake from returning and the first episode opens with the final battle, but the whole show acts as like a chapter saying like, well, what led up to this event? So maybe in a way, the show kind of introduces kids, like really young kids, to the idea of what DuckTales or shows like that could be. I don't know. That's pretty much where I stand. Hmm. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, but overall, it was fun. A lot of strong voice acting from some veterans we haven't maybe heard from a w- in a while. And I don't think it's really going to, like, it, it leaves the door open for a season two, but I don't think we'll probably get it, especially just with how much more successful I think the DuckTales reboot has been by comparison. But uh, I don't regret watching, and I think if, you know, you have little kids who you kind of want to introduce to the three caballeros as characters, but maybe they don't have the uh, patience to sit through the movie, like, this is probably a good way to do it. Yeah, and I think I'm a little less forgiving than you are. I personally didn't really care much for this show. I like the idea and the enthusiasm to kind of, like, shine the light on the three caballeros, like, give more opportunities for, like, Latino culture to be kind of like in the main spotlight. But I kind of feel like the show didn't quite deliver for me. Uh, Again, there were a lot of visual and technical directions and aspects that I didn't agree with that kind of hurt the quality of the show for me. So if they do a season two, yeah, I'll check it out. But personally, I kind of highly doubt this show's going to go anywhere or really appeal to anyone too much to really warrant that. But we'll see. We'll see. But overall, I don't know. I personally didn't care or like this show too much, and that's just how it goes. But I'm always happy that kids have something to watch that might introduce them to the three caballeros, so that much I'm grateful for. Absolutely. And that'll do it for our season one review for Disney's Legend of the Three Caballeros. You heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, have you seen the season and did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. If you like reviews just like this, be sure to subscribe to my podcast channel Ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop, like this video, and if you want to support me directly, please go to my Patreon. Consider donating as low as a dollar a month will help go towards my podcast channel, art, animation, and content made just for you. Links in the description below. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in.